GTN Part 2. So in Part 1, we left off talking about what is GTD, how do you define it, what is GTN, how do you define it, what does it look like under the microscope, how do you stage and how do you assess risk in GTN, what are the clinical presentations. Now we'll talk about treatment. So low-risk GTN, which is who scores of six or less, methotrexate is generally considered the more optimal treatment of choice. As one mentor says, you'll cure everyone, so how you arrive at your cure really matters. And going to least toxic to most toxic therapy is a good principle to apply in this population. So with low-risk methotrexate, if that fails, you can rescore your patient and switch over to dactinomycin if they continue to be a low-risk WHO score. If they fail dactinomycin and methotrexate, again, you would rescore them, but you would proceed to Emico in that situation. So you can see moving from least toxic to most toxic. There are several regimens in general that you can use for methotrexate that are all considered reasonable. And I think it might boil down to convenience, the person in front of you, compliance, um, in terms of what you decide. One such regimen is methotrexate 0.4 milligrams per kilogram up to a max dose of 25 milligrams that you can give IV or IM every day for five days and you give it every two weeks. One advantage to this is you don't need to give leucovorin rescue because you're giving it just in these first five days. The disadvantage is needing to come in for a daily injection for five days in a row. An alternative is methotrexate given days one, three, five, seven, and 30 hours later giving leucovorin on days two, four, and six. For this regimen, you give one milligram per kilogram IM methotrexate, day one, three, five, seven, and the folinic acid or the leucovorin is 0.1 milligrams per kilogram IM, but you can also give it PO, days two, four, and six, and eight. The advantages to this regimen is it's well-tolerated with less side effects because the folic acid, folinic acid is being given back. And they can take it PO, so they're coming in every other day for four injections. With the day one through five regimen, there is more stomatitis. If methotrexate is not an option, or they failed methotrexate and are still low risk, you can give dactinomycin. Some would argue that people who have WHO scores of four to six 
are going to have a high risk of failing methotrexate, and so some people would prefer moving directly to dactinomycin. And the regimen to use would be 1.25 milligrams per meter squared, given IV, every 14 days. Typical side effects to consider is alopecia, which for young patients may not be a very acceptable side effect, nausea and other GI side effects, and it's important to know that this is a vesicant, and so it needs to be given um, with great care through a peripheral line or even through a central line. You could also do dactinomycin 0.5 milligrams as a flat dose, IV over five days, given each day every 14 days. How long do you treat? Well, you treat until the HCG is normal, and then two to three cycles more beyond a normal HCG. Now we mentioned if someone fails methotrexate and or actinomycin D, then the next stop would be Emico. Emico is a definite more, definitely a more serious regimen. You should be talking about getting um, tertiary care or you know centralized expertise if you're uh, reaching for this regimen. Um, centers of excellence, centers who focus on this would be a good place to go. The regimen is day one, Dactino 0.5 milligrams IV, Etopo 100 milligrams per meter squared IV, Methotrexate, 300 milligrams per meter squared IV, given over 12 hours. If you have brain mets, the methotrexate dose is bumped to one gram per meter squared IV, given over 24 hours. In either case, once you give the methotrexate, you need to give leucovorin, 15 milligrams by mouth, 36 hours later, and then every six hours after that for 12 doses. So it's a pretty serious regimen, and that's just day one. Day two, you again repeat the Dactino 0.5 milligrams IV, the Atoposide 100, and the Leucovorin is continued. Day eight, Vincristine 0.8 milligrams per meter squared IV. That's the O. I just don't know what the trade name is that gets the O and cyclophosphamide, 600 milligrams per meter squared IV. So that's Emico. Now let's think about some GOG trials. There's aren't, there are not very many, but um, we should know about them. GOG 174 was a trial phase three, accrued between 1999 and 2007, uh, looking at over 200 patients who had WHO scores between zero and six or anatomic stage one through three, so uterus, uterus genitals, or lung. They were given methotrexate weekly, 30 milligrams per meter squared IM, versus pulsed dactinomycin, the 1.25 milligram per meter squared IV given every two weeks. The methotrexate response, this complete response rate was 56%, and the dactinomycin complete response was 70%. This was criticized um, as not a good regimen, the weekly methotrexate, because it was more of an obstetric-based regimen. So a trial that showed dactinomycin outperformed methotrexate, but the methotrexate dosing wasn't what we would consider a modern dose. Another trial was GOG-275, 
phase three. It's important to know as I describe it though that this failed to accrue. This looked at patients with WHO score zero through six or anatomic stage one through three. Methotrexate, the 0.4 meg per kg IV daily times five every two weeks. Arm two, methotrexate, 50 milligrams IM, day one, three, five, seven, with a leucovorin on the opposite days, given 30 hours after the methotrexate. Oridectinomycin, 1.25 mg per meter squared IV, given every two weeks. These, this was a three-arm trial. They were to be treated till HCG normalized and then three more cycles, but it failed to accrue. The next trial is GOG242. This was a phase two trial, so it didn't have a randomization to it. Looked at 64 patients with partial and complete moles who had persistent HCGs after a DNC. So concern for GTN. They didn't have any METs on exam, ultrasound, checks x-ray, and whose scores were zero to six. All the women were treated with a second curatage rather than proceeding to methotrexate immediately, which was the usual care. 40% of, of the patients in this trial were cured with their second curatage, which helped those patients avoid chemo. So 26 patients avoided chemo with this method. Three patients who had a second curatage had PSTT on that curatage, arguing that perhaps an earlier diagnosis was made on something that wouldn't be better treated with methotrexate and would be better treated with hysterectomy. So that's all trials and considerations of low-risk WHO score. What about high-risk WHO scores or high-risk disease? Emico is considered the treatment um, of choice and definitely increase your methotrexate dose if they're brain mets. You can salvage any Emico failures with EMA-EP. You can resect solitary disease. Um, that may be chemo-resistant. And generally, a, quote, response rate of around 85 to 95% with Emico as first line in high risk or second line with low risk that progressed after or relapsed on the single drugs. And this was from a paper in the JCO. Another important teaching point is to consider a low-dose etoposide cisplatin induction chemo in patients who are high risk who may have significant blood loss in critical organs based on their metastatic disease like liver, lung, and brain. And this low-dose EP induction is day one, day two, Atopo 100, CIS 20, given for a couple cycles, followed by Emico. And you would do this in the hospital with neurosurge ready, ICU access, ready for hemoperitoneum and a tap, brain hemorrhage, um, and the need for neurosurgeon intervention, you'd really harness everything, blood bank ready. Um, but the low-dose EP induction can help reduce that risk. Now, how about managing PSTT and ETT? This is stuff based on the Lorraine article review. Uh, Lorraine would argue lymph node dissection with PSTT is a good idea because of the incidence of lymph node metastases and certainly to, re to resect any bulky nodes. In stage 1 disease, PSTT-ETT should be managed with hysterectomy plus or minus chemotherapy based on risk. Stage 2 through 4, hysterectomy followed by EP-EMA. 
and EP is a topo 150, cis 75. The EMA is a topo 100, methotrexate 300, dactinomycin 0.5 milligrams, flat dose, leucovorin 15 milligrams, PO every 12 hours for two days, starting 24 hours after your methotrexate infusion. You can repeat the EP alternating weekly with EMA. So EP, EMA, EP, EMA, EP, EMA to normal quants and then complete this for six to eight weeks more. What if they fail everything? Well, then you can choose TETP, Taxol Etopo, Taxol Cis. And the way this regimen works is day one, Taxol Etopo, day two, Peg Filgristim. Day 15, Taxol Cis, day 16, Peg Filgristim, given every 28 days. And this is based on a publica publication from 2008 in the Annals of Oncology. A clinical pearl from Dr. Agajanian is look for HCG spikes in the first couple of weeks. This indicates tumor lysis and not treatment failure. Place patients on oral birth control for their birth control method because it will drop LH and FSH production and it can help you to accurately measure HCG. If you don't suppress the HPA access, the LH and FSH can interact and um, make HCG interpretation difficult. You want to follow HCG every month for a year after a patient achieves remission, knowing that their risk of relapse is about 3% in the first year. Another clinical pearl is if your patient has brain mets, we know increase the methotrexate dose to a gram per meter squared rather than 300 milligrams per meter squared in the Emico regimen, but also to consider whole brain RT or even resection. If you use whole brain RT, 3,000 centigrade uh, in 200 centigrade fractions is what's considered typical. And finally, 80 to 90% cure rates for high-risk GTN should be expected and nearly 100% in low-risk GTN. Also consider that about 30% of patients with high-risk GTN will have incomplete response to their first-line chemo or relapse from their remission and will need additional therapy. This means how you get there matters because this is a very curable disease.